far safer. I was still deciding which direction to take when I heard a voice from behind me. Who are you? What do you want? I turned. Who are you? The old lady who stood before me was no bigger than I was. She scrutinized me from under the shadow of her dripping straw hat. She had piercing dark eyes that I did not want to look into. I didn't think it would rain. Lost, are you? I said nothing. She had a dog on a leash at her side. A big dog. There was an ominous growl in his throat, and his hackles were up all along his back. She smiled. (laughs) The dog says you're on private property. She went on, pointing her stick at me accusingly. She edged aside my raincoat with the end of her stick. Ran away from that school, did you? Well, if it's anything like it used to be, I can't say I blame you. But we can't just stand here in the rain, can we? You better come inside. We'll give him some tea, shall we, Jack? Oh, don't you worry about Jack. He's all bark and no bite. Looking at Jack, I found that hard to believe. I don't know why, but I never for one moment thought of running off. I often wondered later why I went with her so readily. I think it was because she expected me to, willed me to somehow. I followed the old lady and her dog up to the house, which was huge, as huge as my school. It looked as if it had grown out of the ground. There was hardly a brick or a stone or a tile to be seen. The entire building was smothered in red creeper, and there were a dozen ivy-clad chimneys sprouting skywards from the roof. We sat down close to the stove in a vast vaulted kitchen. The kitchen's always the warmest place, she said, opening the oven door. We'll have you dry in no time. Scones, she went on, bending down with some difficulty and reaching inside. I always have scones on a Sunday. And tea to wash it down. All right for you? She went on chatting away as she busied herself with the kettle and the teapot. The dog eyed me all the while from his basket, unblinking. I was just thinking, you'll be the first young man I've had inside this house since Bertie. She was silent for a while. The smell of the scones wafted through the kitchen. I ate three before I even touched my tea. They were sweet and crumbly and succulent with melting butter. She talked on merrily again, to me, to the dog, I wasn't sure which. I wasn't really listening. I was looking out of the window behind her. The sun was bursting through the clouds and lighting the hillside. A perfect rainbow arched through the sky. But miraculous though it was, it wasn't the rainbow that fascinated me. Somehow, the clouds were casting a strange shadow over the hillside, a shadow the shape of a lion, roaring like the one over the archway. Sun's come out, said the old lady, offering me another scone. I took it eagerly. Always does, you know. It may be difficult to remember sometimes, but there's always sun behind the clouds, and the clouds do go in the end. Honestly. She watched me eat, a smile on her face, that warmed me to the bone. Don't think I want you to go, because I don't. 
Nice to see a boy eat so well. Nice to have the company. But all the same, I'd better get you back to school after you've had your tea, hadn't I? You'll only be in trouble otherwise. Mustn't run off, you know. You've got to stick it out. See things through. Do what's got to be done. No matter what. She was looking out of the window as she spoke. My Bertie taught me that, bless him. Or maybe I taught him. I can't remember now. And she went on talking and talking. But my mind was elsewhere again. The lion on the hillside was still there. But now he was blue and shimmering in the sunlight. It was as if he was breathing, as if he were alive. It wasn't a shadow any more. No shadow is blue. No, you're not seeing things. It's not magic. He's